You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. I'm just, I was just trying to be a jerk during the... I go, hey, Alex, is oh, this shocking. the Doors? Yeah. And like, I know it's the Rolling Stones. And mm. Alex is like, I've never heard of the Doors. So I'm like, uh, that's <laughs> on, on brand. brand. <laughs> yep. Makes sense. Like, never even heard of them? Nope. Nope. Never heard nope. of them. Nope. All go- right. I Googled them, and the top result is, why were the Doors so controversial? Oh. You never heard of Jim Morrison, right? Jim? No. no. That, okay. That would be the reason. Okay. Right there. Feeling good Bingo. for our next quiz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you missed it uh, earlier on in the show, check out the podcast on Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Um, Alex wrote a beautiful soliloquy uh, to um, GVP. It was beautiful. About him, we losing should that clip quiz. it the entire thing. It was nice. I want it forever. So if you could do that, boys, that'd be great. I got that clipped. Yep. Um, Thank you. Yep. Go go check Let's out go the ahead. podcast where um, Alex had to own up to his bed after losing the general knowledge quiz. I think we'll do another one in a couple weeks. Maybe I'll maybe I'll make the questions just a hair tougher too. I love it as a punishment. Oh, a poem? Yeah, the poem. Oh yeah, that was my favorite Alex, part. Alex did a great job. Yeah, it was heartfelt. Mm-hmm. It was personal. Yep. It made me laugh, which sure. is above all else the most important. Um, we're trying to connect with our man, the franchise, Eric Francis. You think he's maybe he got on a heater last night on the blackjack table? Got into Vegas yeah. late late flight. That's what I would have done. Arrived at one o'clock. Would have went right to the tables. Right to the tables. No, I probably would have lost a lot of money in the airport on the slots, like an idiot. Yeah. I, <laughs> but then, like, I would have went right away to the tables and tried to get on a heater, drinking those Grey Goose and Red Bulls, keep them coming. <laughs> and then get and then up for your way too excited. Seven like, Let's talk radio. 7 a.m. Vegas flames. hit. Yes. No. 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 Um, Hard pass. Flames lose. I would have been lobby bar, one cocktail, right to bed. Sure. Uh, yeah. Sure you would have. Um... Flames lose 4-3 in overtime last night. Work trip, George. Yeah, to the Arizona Coyotes. Very tough. Very tough loss last night. Uh-huh. Um, we're trying to... Give me one reason to be optimistic about the Flames. 960-960 on the text line. We're going to do those after Rash Madani. 21% money puck playoff odds. Just give me one reason to be optimistic. That's it. We only need a single reason. Yeah, one. And I'm seeing a lot of it's almost over. Yeah. Well done. Clever. Um, Eric Francis, not uh, that the optimistic franchise, though. Uh, from Sportsnet joins us. Are you in are you in Vegas? Right? Did did you get on a heater at the blackjack table last night? What did you do when you got in? Tickle the felt. <laughs> no, no, I'm still in Phoenix. I'm flying to Vegas uh, as oh. soon as I get off the phone from you guys. Oh, okay. That's uh that's exciting. Um, we're, we're asking listeners franchise this morning, um, one reason to be optimistic <laughs> about the flames. Can you give us one, like one reason? Uh, the jets aren't very good. I don't know. But the problem then of course, is that Nashville's on a bit of a heater. So I, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and give you any reason to be optimistic if you're a flames fan. Like what? It's a good question. Like, what what is there to be optimistic about? There there isn't. The numbers are horrific. Um, 
you know, the, the, the situation is dire. Uh, they continue to, to, to choke up those, that extra point that, I mean, just it, the season could be summed up in that one column, but where they've had five wins and 14 losses after 60 minutes. And that sums it all up. There's no team in the league with a worse record when it comes down to crunch time. And, uh, that's not a sign of a team that, uh, that has the ability to turn it on when when they need to. I mean, it was a, it was I thought it was a pretty good effort last night again. But I, how many times have we said that this year? Yeah. They played really well, but they lost. Like they're they're good, just isn't good enough. Like they're just not good enough. That's that's the bottom line. And when you're not good enough, you don't make the playoffs. And uh, full marks to Markstrom for you know finally pulling together. But it was far too late for him to do that. And uh, and here they are. Like the, no, there's no reason to be optimistic. Not none. Um, we're going to put Eric on hold because uh, there's a bit of a delay there. Um, we're going to call him back on his phone. Yeah. Um, but again, uh, franchise saying, yeah, there's no <laughs> there's no reason to be optimistic. Um, it's a tough pill to swallow Shoot. this morning. Dang. With hey. 14 games to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, five points back. Um, like, he's not wrong. The yeah. Jets, The Jets are bad. Definitely leaving the door open. They yep. have yet to... Put the nail in the coffin here. Uh, every it's seemingly every time they put in big save Dave in net, guaranteed last night, which is a positive for the Flames. Yeah, and, and the, the fact that he hurt. keeps getting starts is great. Yeah, and Morrissey's hurt. Yeah, and they had to bench some of their top players in their last game. Yeah, like there's there's things that you look at and you say this 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 is possible. Yeah, you know it's it's not great when the other team that you're chasing is the Avalanche because that team feels like it. Will will not continue to drop. That's a team that's six three and one in their last ten. But yeah, the Jets. Hey, still there, still hanging about. Um, Eric Francis back on the Atlas Beats and Sports Bar guest hotline. Sorry, there was just a bit of a delay there. I know the sound was great, but it was like a super long delay. No problem. That's uh, it's seven in the morning here, so maybe I'm just a little slower too. No, that's no, no. You sound <laughs> you sound razor sharp this morning. Don't worry about it. I have complete in so. total uh, faith in you. Um, we, we threw this out there. What about putting Lindholm back with Huberto? Is that something franchise? Oh God. Like at this stage of the game, it's that old analogy where it's like shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic. <laughs> it comes to mind. Like, you know, I, you know, I guess, yeah, you got to try right to the end. And really right now, I mean, it's about next year, right? It's about setting up and seeing what might work next year. Uh, this, you know, at this point, I mean, yes, you're you're doing everything you can right now for the immediate future to try and salvage this thing, and they can't give up. And I and I don't think they have given up. Like that's one narrative I don't agree with, where people think that they've quit on this coach or or that the guys have just given up. I, I don't I don't buy that at all. Do you guys Do you guys think they've given up or no, anything? No, I don't think so. No. You see an effort like Sunday that that's not. Coach killing efforts. That's no the, trying I, to get into the playoffs. I wouldn't say they have given up, but yesterday was a, an instance where I think they took their opponent too lightly after they blew the doors off in a six-three win in their last trip down to Mullet just a few weeks ago, and and that to me was the biggest issue early and why they couldn't kind of get themselves out of the funk, especially after you know the the Coyotes tied up at one immediately after the Flames get their lead. And I thought that all the momentum almost went out after that, and they never really were able to get it back. Yeah, and, and I gotta—you gotta say, like the they, they, the Coyotes came in last night, and I know everyone's going, "Well, who cares? This is not a good team." But they—they they have one of the better home records in the, the Western Conference. That arena is, you know, becoming quite a tough place to play for the opposition. 
they have, they've now got points in six games in a row, that Coyotes team. And before that, uh, the only team that interrupted them was the Flames win last time, and, and they'd, won, they'd had points in nine in a row. So, like, <clears throat> that's a surging team. It's one of the better teams in, in the league. Over, it's hard to believe, but over the last little while. So I don't think last night was the case. You know, I know they were going to, the narrative is always, though, they play down to their opponents, and, and don't worry. I, I agree with that narrative most of the time. I just, I just thought they came out ready last night. I thought they came out playing well. Um, I just don't think there's that, a, a very good team. Like, I look at, I was looking at that disallowed goal, and, you know, again, the Flames get another big break by getting a, a goal disallowed for uh, what I would say would be minor interference, but I, I think it was the right call. Uh, but I just watched that play, and, and don't forget, in this arena, like, I'm sitting 15 rows up from the ice, and, you know, you're so close to the action. I could not believe as it unfolded how Boyd got that wide open I mean, the defensive lapses this team is prone to are mind-boggling. The, the one thing coming into this season was this team was supposed to be airtight defensively. And with, with their new, you know, all those great centers and, and the great blue line, they were supposed to win games 2-1 and, and 3-2. I, I think I heard a stat the other day. I think they've won one game this year when scoring two or fewer goals. Uh, like, that's that's insane. This This is not a team that can lock it down. This is a team that is porous defensively. And uh, anyway, it's uh, no goaltender in the world could have stopped some of the mistakes they've been making this year. Yeah, and, and to me, that that's one of the biggest things. Like, this is a Daryl Sutter team that has always preached the small details and, and keeping track of your own end, and it just has never felt like the defense is able to kind of get their head above water when you compare it to last season, at least. Would that be fair? Yeah, oh, totally. I mean... The, Honestly, when they, especially when they acquired a cadre, you thought, oh, God, like this guy's known for being a great two-way center. And oh, defensively, this team will be impossible to crack, especially with the great goal team they have. Well, the narrative that they went into the season with has been completely obliterated. Um, remember we talked about, is this the best, you know, is this the best blue line in the NHL or is it, is it yeah. amongst the best? Like, come on, it's not even the top half. Um, you know, guys that we thought were real stud defensemen are not. And, uh, they, you know, they, anyway, I, they, they've got so many problems up and down the lineup. And, and probably the biggest problem is the one that the coach keeps harping on at the end of the day, which is we just can't find someone to score that big goal. Um, they just can't find people to score goals, period. And, uh, and again, all signs point back to Huberto and Kadri. And, and, hey, I thought they played great last night. I couldn't believe it. For those people who could stay up for the last, you know, minute of the game, uh, that chance Huberto had, he set up Lindholm with an incredible chance, and then he got the rebound. And they, I mean, two incredible saves by the Coyotes netminder. Um, you know, Huberto was snake bit, but uh, but you got to create more chances than he has this year for sure. Andrew Mangiapane uh, is a, an interesting case study. Last year he scores thirty five, he gets the big extension. This year it feels like anytime he has an opportunity, it's almost hitting the logo for the opposition's netminder. I guess what uh, apart from the numbers, what are the differences you're seeing with 88 this year from from last season to this, and and why the drop off might be there? Yeah, last year, especially early on, remember when he was lighting? I think he had 20 goals, like uh, you know, b- well before Christmas. His first he was just on 20 road games. Life. I felt like he had them. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and it just seemed he was so opportunistic, you know. He'd just be staring into a wide open net. You know, a rebound would fall right in front of him. He just pounded in. It just—he—he he seemed snake bit for sure. 
I do still think he's creating chances and his energy's there and there's a lot of things going, you know, well for him, uh, but it's just not going in. Um, I don't think he's disappeared. I don't think he's a guy who's who they're disappointed in in terms of effort. It's just, you know, he's just not getting those uh, those breaks and he's getting stoned a lot by by these netminders. But, uh, you know, I got to tell you guys, when I look at that game last night, I'm, I'm standing there waiting for Daryl Sutter to come out and I'm thinking, what's he going to say to me that I haven't heard 15 times already this season? And what's anybody in this room going to say that I haven't heard you know, endlessly, you know, we, we're not giving up. Uh, we got to be better in overtime. We got to be better period, blah, blah, blah. I just left the, I left the flames room before talking to anybody. And I went down the hall because I think the story last night was, was, was in the coyotes dress room. I had the most wonderful chat with Vuyuso Valamaki who, who set up the game winner last night. And when he did that and they won the game and they came, you know, boring onto the ice the celebration for Valimaki, I just watched him the whole time. He was punching the glass, almost as if there was a photo of Daryl Sutter on the glass, <laughs> repeatedly punching it like he was so jacked up. Uh, that had to feel so good for him. And, and I, I gave him every chance in the world to gloat after the game. He did admit it felt a little extra you know, special to beat his former team, but he said more than anything, I'm just glad we finished playing those guys because I don't, I don't want to be known as the guy who came from Calgary. Uh, I want nothing to do with that memory. I want to just move on and be Yusuf Valimaki in Phoenix. And now he's their number one defenseman. He's running their power play. Last night he played almost 25 minutes a night. Um, this, this guy's turnaround story is amazing. And I wrote a column on it because I, and, and I think people should read it because a lot of people are going to look at Valimaki for a lot of years and say, you know, amongst the entire mess that was this season, Look at the guy who got away. And and they may end up saying that about Connor Mackey, too, who played uh, 20 minutes last night as well. It, it, it's, uh, you know, of all the things that have happened this year, you also lost a couple players that I think a lot of people think are going to be NHL defensemen for a lot of years. And uh, I just it was really interesting talking to him because the other thing he says, look, I'm not mad anymore. I'm not angry. Uh, I'd be lying to you if I didn't think that there were days I, w- I was never going to get back into the NHL because of my situation in Calgary. But at the end of the day, I got out, and I can't. It, it could not have ended up better for him. So I, I was really happy for Yusuf Alamaki last night. When he was on that two-on-one in on overtime or in overtime, as he comes across the blue line, all I'm thinking is, "Oh, he's going to shoot to score without a doubt." And of course, he takes a shot, <laughs> rebound goes in, right? Yeah, it was, it, and I I just kind of rolled my eyes and said, "Yeah, of course, yeah, of course, he's going to step on their yeah. grave like." And and again, he's a classy guy, and he could have gone off to me after the game and said, "Yeah, you know what? This was for Daryl Sutter, or this was for them." Or, but he said, "No, no. Like at the end of the day, I needed a fresh start. Like it was never going to work out in Calgary, and I'm so glad I'm here." And he said, "Like you're glad you're here, not just for the opportunity you're getting in hockey, but how about the lifestyle and everything?" He says, "Dude, <laughs> I got up, I went to the pool yesterday at 10 a.m. and I left at 5 p.m." that's how you spend a day off in the national hockey league. And I'm like, good for you, buddy. Ah, oh, that's awesome to hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, tough life. Um, for him, yeah, that's uh, a rough yeah, gig, man. Tough one. Um, Got that one year extension. Yeah. Just hanging out by the pool for seven hours, uh, two points, 24 minutes time on ice against the former team. Yeah. It's a nice little 48. Not no bad. problem. Yeah. Not bad. Um, Eric Francis, the franchise on the Atlas pizza and sports bar, guest online, big show, Russick and Rose sports net, nine sixty the fan. Do these next 14 games have anything to do with how this organization moves forward with this general manager or coach? 
That's a great question, George. I I don't. I think we got to get over the you know the official elimination. You know, whenever that happens, uh, then I think all then it's you know all the discussions for the fans, the media, but also internally turn to okay, all right, how do we uh, how do we now start positioning for next year? Do we call up Dustin Wolf and just give him a little taste, a little reward? Uh, or not? Do we don't want to taint him at all? Do we start calling up even more guys? Do we give Matthew Phillips another look? Like there, there are so many questions that that will get asked uh, once they're officially eliminated uh, mathematically. But until then, uh, I'm not sure anything from now until that point uh, can be directed or, or, or you know or says anything about next year. Like the whole domino effect of what's going to have to happen in the summer starts with the general manager and whether or not he decides to walk or if the owner decides to not re-sign him, um, you know, th- there's so much that's going to happen. And does the new GM want to keep this coach? Does he even have a choice that keeps in this coach? Cause he's got two more years left on his deal. Uh, is the coach also the general manager? Like th- there, we could let our minds wa- wander uh, like wild, and, and and we're going to do that all summer long. You, you and I, the three of us are going to have talks like that a lot. But uh, no, I, I think on the ice, it's just business as usual until the numbers just don't add up anymore. Um, wanted to wanted to have a little fun with you. Um, before we say goodbye. Oh, actually, do you have, do you have something that's irking you? Always, man. Always. Okay. Um. Well, sorry. Yeah. Let Let's do that. GVP. Sorry. Can we get to uh, what's irking Eric? Do we have the produced bit? It's that time of the week. Time to find out what's irking Eric. Right now on The Big Show. I love that produce bit. Mm. I don't want to sound like I'm this, uh, (laughs) this, this crazy old man, this, you know, that's completely anal when it comes to this topic, but the dishwasher. Okay. I, I, I had to call a family meeting. I had to call a family meeting the other day to yep. just kind of get try to get everybody, get our ducks in a row uh, <laughs> when it comes to loading the dishwasher. Like I don't know how many times I got to tell people, but like there's a there's a method to the madness in there. You don't just you don't just shove everything in there though any way you can yep. and close the door. You, you don't do that. You do that when you're I guess you're 12 years old and 16 years old apparently. But that had to end the other day. So just before I left town, I uh, we had to have the talk. And, uh, you know, some people think the talk's about the birds and the bees. No, the, the, talk, the hard conversation mm-hmm. in a family is the one about the dishwasher. Like, mm-hmm. the bowls go here. Obviously, yep. the utensils go here. It's no big deal. But the plates go over there. Uh, um, you know, glassware's over here. And, it, like, there's a place for everything. And if, if you put something in the wrong place, it either A, doesn't get cleaned, or B, could break, or C, could lose uh, and make dad lose his mind. Mm. So mm-hmm. we had to go through all that. Am I the only one who deals with a dishwasher situation where uh, it's in complete disarray every time I open it? It happens to me all the time. All the time. The front, the top row, uh, I'm a mess. Constantly opening it up and just rearranging the whole darn thing. And it's just me and the better half who live in my apartment. So there's yeah, that's just two. When you you multiply it into four, yep. and you're dealing with young brains, you've got you got so many problems. Especially when someone puts a bowl in the wrong way. Like mm. he puts a bowl in, 
up like face up. Like, I just don't. So we had to go over the mechanics. Yep. Uh, where the water comes from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was good talk. Good talk. There was it was emotional. There was there were tears. Yeah, I cried. Mm. Yeah. Uh, because it's so frustrating. <laughs> yep. Uh, but uh, but I think we got set. Like I feel like when I get back into town in a couple weeks here, um, we're gonna have clean bowls all the time, and uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have just a, a wonderful setup. Uh, in our little uh, our little dishwasher, I love it. That's um, important. It's fra- a big one that resonates a lot. Franchise, uh, great stuff as usual. Um, remember, always split aces and eights, and hit a sixteen against a ten. Okay, it's better to go down swinging. <laughs> you know I do, bro. I'll yep. be going down swinging. I got four days in Vegas coming up, and uh, oh. there'll be a lot of. There'll be a lot of swinging. Wait, wait. I, I can't say that. Yeah. Four days. Four Flames, days. Like, wait. Flames are only there for yeah, Thursday. They play tomorrow. <laughs> you know, if we did a segment on what irks Eric, how about a segment that what makes Eric happy? <laughs> and what makes Eric happy is yeah. being being able to talk your boss into saying, look, <laughs> I'd love to save the company money by not flying home for the Saturday game against Dallas. I think I should stay in Vegas and then meet the team in in LA on Sunday. Like it would just save the company so much money. Yep. And uh, and when they fall for it, you're like, oh, this is just unbelievable. Yep. So the the, the downside, of course, is that four days in Vegas is not going to save me a dime at all. It's going to no. cost me a ton of money. <laughs> yep. So I thought I feel like I outsmarted somebody. Uh, but at the end of the day, the joke's on me. You you follow George's tips, and you're just going to be making money hand over Listen, fist anyway. The trip's going to pay for itself. Franchise, I <laughs> franchise, I consider myself a winner in Vegas if I have just enough money for a slice of pizza before I get on the plane, <laughs> and then I put the number one sign like Joe yeah. Namath in the air when I'm getting onto the plane. That is a good. That's a good attitude. Yes, any I would say anytime you can spend something on something tangible in mm. Vegas. Yep. Uh, other than like a blackjack table or you know a, a craps table, uh, then then that's a win. That's a winning purchase. Yeah. So hopefully True. I'll be able to purchase something, even if it is just pizza. Congrats on your work trip. Yep. Talk soon, franchise. Great job. See you, boys. We'll talk soon. There he goes on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Using the same secret recipe since 1975. Down in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. Straight ahead, the hottest sports league in the world. Arash Madani from Sportsnet. Going to tee up Canada-Mexico today. And we'll get to your text messages. Well, you're going to give us one reason to be optimistic about the Flames. Yeah, just one. Just Please, one. Yeah. Uh, we'll do that to wrap up Big Show. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. We'll wrap up the show with the hottest sports league in the world is about to launch. And uh, your text messages, 960-960, name and location. Give us one reason to be optimistic about the Calgary Flames. One, 960-960, name and location. But right now, down at the World Baseball Classic, Sportsnet's Arash Madani on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Arash, how are you? I'm doing well, George. Um, that win yesterday was pretty fun uh, for Team Canada over Columbia. Yeah. What, do you, what are the chances against a Mexican team that can pitch the baseball really well. 
Yeah, what happened to all that one in a million talk? Is that where we're going with yeah, this? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. It's, um, I mean, I don't know. This this tournament has been wild. Like Mexico, by the skin of their teeth, got by Great Britain yesterday. Yeah. Um, Great jerseys too. with Great Britain, by the way, Rash. Very creative. <laughs> Aerial 18-point font, all caps. Yeah. Gold. Go. Uh, you know, yeah. One of their letters fell off one of their jerseys yeah. at one point. You yeah. know, got to get a new uh, new sewing machine. Yeah. Um. So look, is is the challenge huge for Canada? Absolutely. Are they in a decent position with their pitching? Sure. Um, Mexico lost to Colombia. Canada beat Colombia five nothing. Um. Mexico nearly lost to Great Britain. Canada beat them by the mercy rule. Mexico beat USA, and the Americans ran Canada out of the gym. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, how do you forecast what's going to happen today? Nobody knows anything. I mean, that's that's the bottom line here. Um, what would this mean if Canada did advance and maybe somehow, some way, had an upset in the quarterfinals too? What does that mean for Canadian baseball? Because I don't know how to quantify it. Yeah, it's a good question, um, and it, honestly, it probably depends who you ask and you know what what they feel about the whole thing. Canada has never gotten out of pool play at a World Baseball Classic. So this would be a significant step forward. It would be history, et cetera. I think the big part of this is this is a very young Canadian team, and it just got younger because Freddie Freeman's tournament is over. He suffered a hamstring injury yesterday. So, you know, there were three established, legit big leaguers on this roster, Freeman, Tyler O'Neill, and Cal Quantrill. Now one of them is gone. And I asked O'Neill yesterday, I said, well, you're the one providing protection for Freeman. What happens now? He said, we're going to need contributions one through nine. And I think what, what a win would mean is that some of these 20, 21, 22, 23-year-olds are going to take big steps forward in their pro career after this because they're now getting a chance to taste what it's like to go up against real pros and then uh, you know from another standpoint is that internationally globally on the baseball stage somebody may like kind of raise an eyebrow and say what's going on over there in canada Hmm. how did they how did they get here what's happening up there and i think all of that kind of matters when you're when you're a federation all of that matters when you're you know developing a program and so this this could really be significant from from those standpoints. How important is it for these guys to just be around some big leaguers as well? Like you talked about Freeman, but I even think about a guy like Mitch Bratt, who, yeah, he was the sacrificial lamb to the Americans, but even that, I'm I'm sure there's something that he took away from that as far as a 19-year-old in a really tough spot and having something you can grow from there. Like, think about that for a sec. A 19-year-old got thrown onto the mound to face <laughs> Mookie Betts and Mike Trout yeah. and Nolan Arenado and on and on it goes. And sacrificial lamb is a good way of putting it. Like 
that American roster is better than any all-star team you're going to see. And, and look, we spoke with Brad after, and he, he was only able to get one out. But he was upset that, like, the moment got too big for him. He was, he was shook. He didn't stick to his game plan. He didn't throw strikes, on and on. But Trout went to the podium and said, you know what? Like, kudos to the kid. He said, all of us have to go through something like that at some point in our baseball careers. And I said to Brad, I said, hey, guess what? Mike Trout knows who you are. And he, and he kind of laughed. He said, that's cool. He said, next time, hopefully I don't walk him on four pitches. Um, so, hmm. you know, like it's, it's all of this is a learning is a learning thing, too, for some of the guys. And for a guy like Brad, who's in single A and, you know, think about what you what you take away from this if you have the right mindset and he certainly seemed like he did. One other thing I thought was really interesting. Jared Young hit a home run in that game for Canada. The only run Canada scored. And Young said, I want to go up to him and tell him, Hey man, guess what? Three years from now, we're going to need you. Mm-hmm. And three years after that, we're going to need you. And three years after that, we're going to need you too. So, um, you know, it was a it was it was a welcome to the show moment in the deep end for nineteen year old Mitch Brad. What's the chances that we see Freddie Freeman the rest of the tournament? I would say zero. Hmm. Um, it's a hamstring. It's it's a Los Angeles Dodgers franchise that has invested one hundred and sixty million dollars in Mr. Freeman. So I think that's it for Freddie. Now, if Canada gets through, I think their hope is that Josh Naylor would play. Naylor had a very good season with Cleveland last year, mm-hmm. had some injury issues, wanted to play. Um, but if it means, you know, hey, let's just get him in there as a DH for three or four at-bats um, in Miami, I think that's a possibility. But that would mean a win today first. What needs to happen for the Canadians to get this win against Mexico today? Uh, I mean, it's it's baseball, right? They're going to need really good pitching. Um, they're going to need. They're going to need. I, I spoke with Owen Casey. He's twenty years old. He's in the Cubs organization. I said, you know, what what's your biggest takeaway from this? He said that it's still baseball, and you can't let the moment get too big for you. And I think that's what a lot of these guys have to do. Like nobody needs to get up there and think that by myself, I need to go hit a six run home run to win us the game. Like they just have to manufacture things and take what's there for them. Uh, I think that's a big part of it. They're going to need some good pitching. Uh, You know, their bullpen is rested. Their better, fresher arms are available to them. It's just such a hard Mexico team to figure out. Like, how did this team barely beat Great Britain 2-1 to last night? How did this team lose to Colombia, the same team that, you know, thrashed the U.S.? So, look, over 162, Mexico is going to dominate. In the best-of-seven series, Mexico is going to beat Canada. But in a one-game take-all, right. um, it's there for the taking. Um, Rash, you've made no secret that you're a uh, supporter of the Minnesota Vikings. Um, how are you taking in this Aaron Rodgers saga right now? 
You know, it's it's very validating, George, um, <laughs> because all these years, yeah, like it's been so clear just what a douchebag he is. Yeah. And now it really seems that the whole world is seeing what an absolute bleeping, bleeping bleep he is. Mm-hmm. Um, look at all of this. What a fiasco. And yeah. like the New York Jets, do you realize this guy can't play anymore? Do you realize this guy is coming off the worst season of his career? Do you realize this guy was at home last season in the last game of the year and just was heaving up prayers and the Detroit Lions humiliated him? Have fun. Have fun. Like what what he wants he wants Randall Cobb to come along. And Alan Lazard to come along. Who's next? Jordy Nelson and Donald Driver. Yep. <laughs> Maybe bring back Eddie Lacy to run the football. Sure. Yeah. He's going to get eaten alive in New York, and I am here for it. It's going to be marvelous. All right. It's only going to cost the Jets a couple of first round picks to bring him in as well, so that'll be good. Not to mention. $61 million. Yeah, guaranteed. We'll find mm. out today. Who's happiest about this? Yeah. Buffalo and Miami. Yep, yep. The Pats will. He'll be on the Pat McAfee show today. We'll find out what he says. 11 a.m. P- yeah, 11 a.m. Do it. Uh Rash- be in a cave? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Pitch black. Hard to get service in there. Yeah. Right. Um, Rash, enjoy the game today. Um, good luck to Canada. Hopefully they get this done. So you have a lot more to talk about in this tournament. All right. Thanks guys. There he is. Rash Madani uh, from Sportsnet covering the world baseball classic Canada, Mexico, and a do or die this afternoon. You can watch it on Sportsnet. Rash Madani on the Atlas pizza in sports bar guest hotline brought to you by Atlas pizza. Using the same secret recipe since 1975 down in at 6060 Memorial drive, Northeast takeout or delivery. At 403-248-3344. Uh, before we wrap up the show mm-hmm. with some text messages. Sure. Um, You know how I'm... Uh, what? I'm not the biggest fan of the XFL. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of the AF that was around last year. The uh, American Football League. Alliance the of Alliance American Football, whatever it was. Football the Alliance. The um, I'm not a diehard live golf guy either yeah i'm not turning on to the c-dub to watch uh patrick reed okay hit it around the course and cheat at golf <laughs> i'm not okay. that guy you're not here but, for the five stroke victories every sunday so on live no in a, okay. in a sports round. landscape that has lots of leagues uh-huh um the golf channels holly saunders is like me too what you know who holly saunders is nope um she's an attractive uh she's a lovely lady and okay. used to be a reporter for the Golf Channel. Mm-hmm. And now she is launching, quote, the hottest sports league in the world. Hit it, GVP. Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, she says, quote, imagine your favorite IG babes going head-to-head in competition. Sweaty. Oiled. Okay. In a sport that they're calling exposed sports with a Z. Okay. Because of course it would be. 
Hey, are you, quote, ready for some hot, fit women going head-to-head on the playing field and in the gym? Oh, God. Well, we're here. We're here we go. Uh-huh. Apparently, it's going to be topless matches going on, and Holly Saunders is going to be the head of this sports league. Extreme sport, exposed sports with a Z. We, we don't really know a whole lot else, hey? Just that it won't be very... High intensity sports, they're they're gonna be topless. Exposed sports will also feature chess and billiards, to name a few. Yeah, because who doesn't want to watch topless billiards and chess? Ponda Rook Six. Um Yeah, I don't know how to feel about this, George. She also wrote, quote, trust that this will be the highest quality production okay. for your viewing yeah, pleasure. Great. That's what Liv said, too. I like how just we abruptly stopped the... Uh, oh, he's coming with a new track. Mm. Yeah, a little... Bow, bow, now, bow. I'm just wondering this. When I saw this story from Holly Saunders, yeah. can we get an expansion team in Calgary? Does that work? <laughs> how do we vie for an expansion team in an exposed sports? But... What now, what now, sport are they playing? Let me let me fill you in on something. Okay, Maddie. tell me, tell me what I'm excited to now, learn something new here. If you're interested in, in seeing some boobies, oh, there's this thing called the internet oh. that you can go watch for free, and maybe you don't have to watch somebody playing billiards. I instead. would argue that a lot of us discovered that over the pandemic, okay. if you hadn't already. Yeah. Um. Good for them. Yep. Um. I, I'm sure that there will be people that go to these things. Yep. I don't know if there's going to be a huge television market given the whole nakedness of it. it. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. This is there one you of those things where super hot. Yeah, she's gonna be hot. Yep. Tell me when it starts, George. Yep. I'll make sure to put it in the morning report. Yeah, we should see. We can lead with it because. There's uh, also a lingerie boxing match that's going to happen too. Good, good. Well, that's what the world felt needs. like. A listen, a, a that one was low hanging fruit. You know, people are worried about their finances. Um, people worry about the war in Ukraine. COVID is gone, but still, people are suffering from it. At least we have extreme sports to look forward to. <sighs> then again, it's chess. Yeah, um, and pool. Thanks for the warrant cherry pie because I, I wasn't sure which. Sweet Strip club song pie. we play because obviously one of the quintessential ones too is "Pour Some Sugar on Me" by Yeah Def Leppard. Mm-hmm. Um, Flames lost four three last night in overtime. Like Cherry Pie to the Coyotes. Yeah, it's a good song. You should watch the video. Okay. Um, okay. Google four three overtime loss last night. Yeah, and we've been asking you all morning. Just give us a reason to be optimistic. Give me one reason. One to be optimistic. We've got about five minutes left in the show. Before we, what are we doing after the show? We're not having Big Show XL today. What are we doing? We've got uh, the Flames post game replay at nine. Oh, great! More pain. <laughs> okay. And then uh, it'll be Jeff Merrick as usual, and then Big Show replay runs at noon today. More pain then at noon. <laughs> oh, and Gary Bettman spoke to the media today, so all that breakdown. At the GM meetings. More pain. Yeah. Everything's fine in Arizona. It'll work out with the Coyotes. Yep. All right. to see here. Um, our text reading robot for 960 The Fan is Texty McTexterson. And uh, what do you got for us this morning, Texty? Brendan in Chakronet. One reason to be optimistic about the Flames is a Sadladome liqueur license. <laughs> okay. 
Nice. For good listen. You're listening to the show. Dolan the might Rangers get his, are getting rid of their. They yep. might have it revoked. Yeah, yep. because Dolan's just not letting anybody into his building. All okay. Right. Uh, keep them rolling. Brent in Southeast Calgary. One optimistic thing about the Flames, they will get first crack at all the good spring tea times. Early bird gets the worm. They're going to beat me to all. Yep. Don't love that. Yep. Mm. Good for them, I guess. But does does golf season start in April here? Uh, yeah. It last two does weeks sometimes. Or so. Yeah, last okay. two weeks. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Not all courses, but some will be like, you know what? Let's do it. Send it. Okay. People, they will come. Yeah. And I'm sure the grass will survive. It's fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. All right. What else, Texty? Kyle in Swift Current. One thing to be optimistic about the Flames. Lots of handsome dudes. Yep. Sorry, George and Maddie. I've got nothing here. Yeah, there's some there's some good looking <laughs> guys on the sure. Flames. Yeah. Yep. Um Yeah, there's some good looking individuals. Yep. Sure, why not? I guess that you know, when that's there's, all that's you got. something. Yeah. Team Sweden. Hey, who doesn't want to listen to hey, you're good looking? Hey. That that brightens up your day. Yeah, sure. All right. What Great else, news. Texty? Matt and Seaton, one positive thing about the Flames right now is that ticket prices should be cheap in the next two <laughs> weeks once they're officially out of the playoffs. Yeah, you have to go see NHL hockey. That's a positive. Yeah. Um... Like the Ducks are coming to town again. No, they're not. Or they... no, the Sharks are coming to town. There's that. Yeah, like the schedule is a bunch of teams that I don't know if you would be super stoked to. to the Canucks are coming to town, I think. Yeah, that's always a, a fun rivalry game. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the Stars are here on Saturday. Sure. Vegas is coming to town. That's fun. The Kings are coming to town. Sure. Uh, who in April? The you Kings come to town Doughty. again. That's yeah, fun. Yeah, the Ducks, the Blackhawks, the Ooh. Sharks. There's not a lot of playoff teams coming through the saddle no. home the rest of the year, but hey, have at her. NHL hockey. Yes, sir. All right, texty some more. Jeremy in Crossfield. One positive about the Flames is that I will save lots of money on beer for the playoffs. Mm. Actually, another positive is I will get a lot more sleep for the rest of the year as there is no point in staying awake for any of these games. What about rooting against the Oilers? Sure. There's that. Yeah. A lot less stress. Although I would also argue that like watching the Flames isn't necessarily rooting against the Oilers because I don't think those two teams are relevant to each other's in the regular season. Mm-hmm. You know, when the season rolls around, sure. And if you want to fire up an Oilers game on your own accord, by all means, have sure. at her. Watch Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl skate circles around the opposition for thirty minutes, and, and then, then everybody else then you can do their other things. You for can 30 watch minutes. Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell let in softies. Yeah, try and, and stop put a smile on your face. Sure, yeah, that's yeah, okay. always good. Um, how many more we got, Alex? Think about the time Rasmus Anderson scored on Mike Smith from like hundred and sixty feet away. Yes, I got eight more of these. Oh, we can't do eight <laughs> Fire more. Fire them up. Get, get like three of the best ones. Okay. Okay. Do you even know which three are the best ones? Though uh, I'm going to be real. I'll be guessing, but I do have a couple okay. that I, I right. think. Steve in Daysland. One positive is that the Flames Charity Golf Classic should be very competitive this September. Got a lot of practice. Okay. I, yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's a good angle. Getting after I like it that. early. Is it an implication there that they're going to be golfing for Are you going to be a celebrity? That was a little bit of a thinker. I, I like how you're a celebrity. I really hope so because that was a sweet gig. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. I just like how you're a celebrity too. I 
I think so. was super yeah. famous. You're hey, almost Alex shout out Brody. to Craig, who I golf with that day. Yeah, you're Hook almost Alex Brody famous, who gets recognized for Brody on the beat, which yeah. is tomorrow, oh, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. All right, one more. Chris in Southwood, I'm optimistic about the Flames because their play has validated my decision to become a Wranglers fan. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Support the other team. Yeah. The hey, baby club. Jacob Pelletier and Walker Dewar probably going to play with the Wranglers if the Flames don't make it because they're both eligible for the AHL playoffs. Dustin Wolfsman, terrific. Do you want to ask want to ask Brent Cron? Yeah. Like, and, and this isn't a question for now. It's a couple weeks away. But, like, for Dustin Wolf, he's going to be the starter for the Wranglers in the AHL postseason. Yep. Would it be optimal for him to get called up and play an NHL game? as a tune-up for the playoffs or would it be better just stay with his group of guys and, and his level as a tune-up for the playoffs? Maybe we should have him on the show and ask him that question. I think we should get Brent Cron on the show sometime. Um, that's it for us. Um, thanks to GVP on the board. Uh, that poem was beautiful, Alex. Uh, good job. We'll be Thank back you. tomorrow. Brody on the beat. Mm-hmm. Canada's number one radio segment will be on the air. And thanks to all your text messages. Apologies to the ones we couldn't get to. Uh, we'll tee up um, the Flames and Golden Knights. Tomorrow in, of course, what is a must-win. Uh, try to have uh, a good Wednesday. Sun's out. Chin up. Um, Snow's melting. Maybe the Flames can win a game tomorrow. We'll find out. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.